Um, guys, it is good to be here tonight. And I do have a word for you that uh, really the Lord gave us this word in our church at the earlier part of the year. We went on a 21-day fast and, and prayer, and a lot of churches did, and you all may have done that here. Uh, but we just had a time and a season of prayer and just seeking God's face. One of the things that the Lord just really put on my heart for this year is just uh, Matthew uh, uh, 6, uh, 33, where it talks about seeking first the kingdom of heaven. And so, um, I'm dedicated. I've just really been trying to just, just, you know, I've just been desiring more of the Lord. And so I've been trying to challenge our church and our body, uh, just to seek the Lord this year and more so take some extra time, take some extra time fasting and praying, take some extra time just in his word, reading the scriptures, getting the word of God in our hearts and, and how important that is. And, and, and I've known for ever since I was a child how important that is. But we've been just taking some time to do that. And, uh, and I've been challenged. But as I was praying about different messages to share with Oakton tonight, this is one of the words that the, uh, the Lord just gave me. And this, this word um, really, <clears throat> even though I'm just a vessel and I've been known to stick my foot in my mouth a time or two. Oh, yeah, it's true, I have. And if you've known me for a long time, Mama Garfield, you know that I can do it at times. But uh, tonight I do know that this is a word. This, what happened is uh, the Lord just kind of planted this and stamped this on our heart, and it really kind of changed our church. Um, it's been changed in our church. I've noticed a difference in our church, um, and we've been seeing God do some unique things in the last, well, since in the last three months. It's really been a a neat time for us, but yet it's also been a very challenging time. Y'all ever been through things? Y'all ever have to deal with stuff sometimes? Uh, y'all ever go through trials? Anybody? And you ever have struggles? Anyone ever have a struggle? You know, we, we, we've had our, our share of struggles, even uh, to the place to where recently in our, in our, in our church, anyway, we're, we're praying for a new building right now. Um, I hadn't even shared this with Pastor Kent. Uh, because basically the building we were in got sold. And so we're looking for a place in Branson. And if you've ever been to Branson, you can say, well, sure, there's plenty of theaters there you can go into. But, you know, uh, when you have a smaller congregation, it makes it kind of tough. And most of the theaters there are for sale for around two, three million dollars. And so it's a, it's a big uh, thing. And so we're, we're in a new uh, season within our church body. But yet we've seen God do some tremendous, powerful things. One thing we just had last week, we've had a lot of different healings take place within our church. Um, and last week we had a, uh, we had a, we've had some people come to the Lord this year too, which has been very exciting. But last year we had a little 10-year-old girl. If you're friends with me on Facebook, you might have seen the post. But we had a, she's a little 10-year-old girl and she had trouble. Um, and I'm not sure how the right, proper pastoral way to say this is, and I don't know if it's really proper to say it from the pulpit, but y'all, y'all perfect love cast all fear. So y'all just love me. Okay. Okay. And y'all just, but I'm just going to say it, but, but she couldn't, she couldn't urinate. Okay. And, uh, she couldn't go pee. And, uh, and, and it was a major thing. Her bladder was shutting down and her kidneys were shutting down and they took her to the St. John Mercy Hospital in Springfield. And after they did that, they couldn't, uh, they just couldn't get it fixed. And she just got worse and worse and worse. And so for two weeks, she battled this and it just came on her all of a sudden. They ended up shipping her to Kansas City to the Mercy Children's Hospital up there. And when she went up there, um, 
man, it was just awful. They were having to, uh, uh, to do uh, certain procedures on her every three hours, and it was very painful, and it was just awful. It was just an awful experience. And her grandparents got our church, so they were sharing some of the story with her. Well, we as a church began to pray, as like many others, we began to pray. And as we were praying for this young girl, as we were praying for this young girl, um, man, literally the next day, she, she said this, a 10-year-old girl said this. She said, she said, I heard her words say this. She said this herself. She says, God spoke to me. And she said, and this may sound crazy to some, but that's okay. She said, God told me, he spoke to me, and he said, I'm going to help you go pee. Seriously. And, she, and, and right after he told her that, she began to be able to use the bathroom. And so she was so happy and so dancing and so just on the edge of her bed with all of her little stuffed animals. And she was like, no more catheters, no more catheters. God spoke to me. God helped me. And she was just very just excited. And God touched her. They sent her home like the very day. And she'd been battling this. But God's done some really tremendous things. Ain't that awesome? Yeah. Put your hands together. Let's give the Lord a clap for that. Because God's done some really mighty, powerful things, and, and so that, that excites me. But we've had a lot of different healings that's been taking place and, and stuff. And I love the presence of the Lord that is here tonight. As we were singing Holy, Holy, that song never gets old to me. It does not. And, and I always sometimes hate to do it because I do it here all the time, when it seems like, when I come. But that song is a song that's on my heart because how many of you know tonight? He is holy. He's worthy to be praised, right? Amen. He's worthy to be praised. I want to share this uh, thought with you tonight. The title of my message is simply this, Believe God. And the Lord's given me three different things to share with you uh, tonight. And so go with me uh, to Acts chapter 27. We want to read just from the scripture, Acts chapter 27. Uh, We're going to start with verse 19. We're going to just kind of jump in the middle of the story. We're just going to kind of jump in the midst of it. And uh, and I'm going to try to get my thoughts out clearly and 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 quickly to you tonight okay because i i definitely don't want to bore you so here we go acts chapter 27 verse 19 it says on the third day they threw their ship's tackle overboard with their own hands and when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging we finally gave up all hope of being saved After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sell from Crete. Then you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. That's basically Paul's way of saying, I told you so. We shouldn't have taken this trip. And... (laughs) But he says, and then uh, would have spared yourselves the damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. And last night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage. Verse 25 is kind of where I want to plan ourselves tonight. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. If you... uh, uh, just as he, uh, just as you have told me, if you look at, um, if you look in the new King James, 
If you look in the uh, King James and some of the other versions, you'll find where Acts chapter 27, verse 19 and 25, uh, you'll see in verse 25 where it says that I've chosen and I believe. The angel of the Lord told me, so keep up your courage, man, for I have faith, or I believe that God, it will happen. I believe that it will happen just as he had told me. And you'll see these different things. Now, right here in this story, and I'm just going to kind of just jump in because uh, I want to, to get to my points real quick. Well, we find where Paul is basically on a journey to Rome, and he's made an appeal as a prisoner to King Agrippa to go before Caesar. And, and, and so they ventured out. We've jumped in the middle of this story. And he ventured out. And what we see is Paul's desiring to go to Rome. He's desiring to bring the word to Caesar. He wants to be presented before Caesar so he can do that. Much of Paul's life represented the gospel. And what you'll see is Paul embraced the gospel and he uh, embraced opportunities that was given to him to share the gospel. Paul shared things of the gospel. He, when he, I mean, you, you could find him and no matter if he encountered the Jew or the Gentile, the centurion, the prisoners, the kings, the religious leaders, except, uh, etc., whatever it is, you'll see where Paul embraced opportunities. He was unashamed, uh, and he embraced those opportunities to share the gospel. And so we see him on this voyage to Rome, and we see him traveling, and, 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 and we see that they encounter winds. They're going out. He's doing what God's, he feels that God has told him to do. They're, his heart is to spread the gospel. He's being bold. He's standing in faith. And yet you see as they sail out that they um, uh, encounter winds. And, and this time of year, uh, it's believed, uh, a lot of scholars say that during this time of year, that winds were really high and they pull boats off the sea because it was usually in the winter months around the September, October, November time of the year. And they pulled them off uh, of the of the sea, but yet they, these men decided to go ahead and go. And, and so they went out and they came across storm and their life was, uh, they encountered much danger. They encountered, uh, their lives were in jeopardy and we see where, uh, they, they, they were trying to do the right thing, but yet we see where they were traveling and, and we see where their life was in jeopardy. And I want to say this, anytime when you branch out to do something for the Lord, anytime you try to do something for God, you are going to encounter trouble. There are times when you will encounter things. Anytime that you will answer a call of God on your life. Anytime that you have a destination of somewhere where you want to go in the Lord, you will find opposition. You'll find yourself thrust sometimes, many times, if not most of the time, in the midst of a storm. You'll find yourself being thrown out. And, and what happens is you're trying to get to your destination, but yet you'll find where your destination is being delayed. Or you'll find where your deliverance is being delayed. Y'all ever been, been delayed from going somewhere? You ever been in a traffic jam sometimes? Or you ever had a plan to get to this certain destination, but yet there's been an obstacle that you have to go through to get to this de destination? You ever been on a detour? You're trying to get somewhere and a normal trip takes 15 minutes and you hit a detour and it takes an hour and a half. 
You go through different things. You'll, you'll encounter those things. Many of us in our faith, man, we're waiting and we believe God wants us here and we have a heart to do this and we have a heart to be called and, and, and we feel called and we have a mission of, of, of a pursuit of the Lord of what we want to do, but yet we're waiting for that deliverance. And it seems like that deliverance is being delayed or that healing's being delayed or that breakthrough in our life or that restoration in our marriage or that, that restoration and healing in our relationship. Uh, and, and we're waiting for that because it seems like it's being delayed. Paul was, was doing what he felt led to do. He was bold. He vocalized his faith, but yet we see where his calling and his destination of where he felt drawn to go was really being delayed. We see this. Whenever delay happens in our life, I want you to know this. It doesn't mean that God's left you. And it doesn't mean that you may never get to that place of destination. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that all hope is lost. What it does mean is that even though you have encountered a destination, and even though you may be delayed within a storm, the thing is this. God can still use you and still propel you into your purpose. You can still make a difference in someone's life. There's still a difference that can make. God can still use you in some way, even in the midst of the storm. See, sometimes we, we, like, we just kind of stop in the midst of the storm. We just try to hang on and keep our head afloat. And, you know, we just try not to, you know, we're being tossed about to the left and to the right and up and down. And we feel the pressure, the wind. We look like Peter did, and he saw the waves and, and how, how, how scary it was while he was trying to walk on the water. Many of us, sometimes when we go through the storm, we feel like this boat, like Paul did, where they, this boat was simply on a drift. It was just kind of floating. It was just kind of drifting. What happened was, on this boat, the storms came, the wind came, and they lost control. Now, I'm one of these guys, I like to keep control. How many in this room like to keep control? I like to keep control if I can. You know, I've heard them talk about these battery-operated cars and these computer cars, and you don't even have to hold the steering wheel. Nuh-uh, not me. I want control of that dude. <laughs> but sometimes I have found myself, as I have lived for the Lord, there are times when I have been going through something, and no matter how hard I try to keep control, sometimes I get in situations where I lose control. I lose control. And that's what happened with Paul. And the thing was, the boat was out of control. The winds was blowing the boat everywhere. And they did everything they knew to do to try to keep control. It says that they took ropes. They extended ropes to keep the ship together. It says that they threw cargo over. And after drifting many days, it says that they just really gave up hope. They encountered loss. Drifting. Fear. I've been through storms like that, haven't you? They went through storms, that kind of storm. They, they lost control of the situation. And yet you see in verse 20, and if you go to verse 22 and verse 23, you'll see where Paul gives a word of due season. And this is what Paul says, and I want to reiterate some of the things that Paul says. He says, I urge you, take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you. But not only of the ship, 
For they stood by me this night, an angel of the Lord to whom I belong and whom I serve. Paul reminds them of who they belong to. If you're going through a storm tonight, if you have a destination to get to and you feel like you were just put on hold and you have encountered a storm and you've been tossed about and you just, you know, maybe in this church, maybe you have a destination. I know this, this is how this is applied to our, our situation in our church. You know, we've, we know we want to get here. As a pastor, I'm like, I want to be here, but I'm way over here. And no matter how high, so hard I'll try to get here, then we end up back here again. You know, but I know God wants us here. You know, as a pastor, I'll do that, and I'll, I'll try to get us to this place. But we find where Paul gives a word, and these are the three things. If you're going through a storm, or if you're going through, you know, you want to get to this point A, but yet, you're, or point C or point D, and you're here on another point, and you're... And you're struggling in that. I, I want to give you these three things, okay? And one of the things is this. Um, one of these things is this. Paul reminds them who he, they belong to. He remembers who he belongs to. In the midst of the storm, in the midst of your delay, in the midst of you being tossed about, remember who you belong to. I want to remind you here in 2018, in the month of March, man, it's still a, we have a much big year left. There's so many things that God can really do in your life and do with others and in others this year for the remainder of this year. You can impact someone. And whatever you're going through tonight, I'm just encouraging you just to remember who you belong to. I find comfort knowing whom I belong to. You know, when I was a, when I was a boy, I, I think I've told this story here before. I may have. And if I have, y'all just smile and grin and endure it. Uh, but, but I had a, a, when I was a kid, man, we had this old shed. We lived in a trailer park years ago. And the neighbor kids would come down, and they just were mean. Have I told that story, Karen? That's good. That's good. Yeah, and what they would do is we had a, oh, I didn't plan on telling it, but I'll tell it again, Karen. Uh, they ended up, when I was a kid, they, they'd wait, and, and, and I'd get all, I mean, they'd do, pick on me. They'd pick on me, and they'd do things, and they'd lock me in the shed, and they'd do all these things, and, oh, it was just horrible. And <laughs> they'd do all this stuff. But I remember my dad would come out, and my dad would work on the car, or my dad would come out, or my mom would be peeking out the kitchen window. And, and when I knew that they were close by, there was always this sense of security, and I could always get kind of tough when I knew that they were here, when they were watching me. When you remember who you belong to, man, peace can come. Peace in your situation can come. Paul remembered that even though the storm was great, his God was greater. And so I challenge you, not only in your situation today, but through the remainder of this year and for the rest of your life, to remember uh, the God of your salvation. Remember the God who you belong to. Remember whose you are. Remember who you belong to. The second thing I want to give you is this. Remember your purpose. Remember your purpose. Paul says in, uh, in verse 24, he says, do not be afraid, Paul. He remembers the angel. He says, do not be afraid, Paul, for you must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. It's amazing how whenever you're in the storm, a lot of times we lose sight of the purpose. We lose sight. 
As a church, when we're going, you know, we know that God wants us to, to do certain things, but we, yet there's tribulation and there's disunity and there's sometimes things you have to work through. In your own personal life, you know, when you're having personal problems and things are going on, it's hard. Sometimes you have to press through. But remember your God. Remember who you belong to, but remember your purpose. Remember who you belong to, your purpose. Paul goes on to say in verse 25, he says, Therefore take heart, men, for I believe God, that it will be just as was told to me. And so tonight, I'm going to give these three things I'm telling you tonight. Remember your God. Remember who you belong to. Remember your purpose. And I'm telling you just to believe God. Just to believe God. So many times we believe in God. But here Paul says, I, be- I choose to believe God. I want to challenge you to live every day just believing God. What's God going to do today in my life? Believe God. This is something that the Holy Spirit put in my heart, and it is something that is changing me personally, and it's something that is changing our church to the place to where I'm kind of, I really kind of don't know what to think about it. Paul says, take heart, men. Take heart. Take heart, brothers and sisters. Take heart, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. And so tonight here at Oakton, I am rallying the troops. I'm rallying the troops. I'm calling forth the army of God. I'm calling forth the family of Oakton, the redeemed the redeemed of the Lord, and I'm reminding you tonight that you belong to Him. I'm reminding you that God has given you a purpose. There is a purpose for your existence. There is a purpose for Oakton Church. There is a purpose. And this year, I challenge you to just believe God. Whatever state you're in, wherever you're at, whether you're in a storm right now or not, whether you're drifting or not, whether you're being delayed or not, I challenge you. Whether you're waiting on that breakthrough or not, that healing or not, that restoration or not, I challenge you, take heart. Be of good cheer. Men and women of God, believe God and what He has told you. Believe God. Live every day of your life making the choice to believe Him. Paul not only remembered God and made the choice to believe God, he chooses to believe what the Lord spoke to him. And if, if, if we as a church here at Oakton, and if we as just the sons and daughters of, of God would just choose to believe God this year, there's no telling what God will do in our lives. There's no telling what He'll do. You may say, well, Brother Kevin, I'm sick in body. I'm waiting for a breakthrough. Believe God. I'm struggling in my finances right now. Believe God. I'm waiting for that prodigal son and that daughter to come home. Believe God. Just believe God. Lord, I believe you. You're going to bring them home. I'm in transition. I've experienced loss. I'm wounded. Just believe God. 
Believe God to heal. Believe God. Take heart. Whose report are you going to believe? Whose report are you going to believe? Why not believe God? Why not just take him at his word? Believe his promises. Believe his word. Believe. Why not just believe him? There are many today in the church that profess the things of God in their profession and faith, but yet in their profession they choose not to really believe God. They'll say they believe God, but you don't see the evidence of it in their life. Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things seen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, He is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Do you know if you look in the scripture and you look at how many times the word believes mentioned, it's mentioned over 143 times in the scripture. And if you look at the definition of believe, it simply means this. It means to have faith, to entrust, to commit trust to. In scripture, it is filled with people that have believed God. That's just took him at his word and trusted him. Matthew 9, 28 Jesus asked them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? The blind man said, yes, Lord, I do believe. In Luke chapter 8, verse 50, a daughter of the ruler of the synagogue was made whole because she believed. In Luke 8, 43, you find where the woman with the issue of blood believed enough to touch the hem of his garment. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 10, you'll see where the centurion uh, brought forth a need of his servant who was paralyzed and was in great torment and great pain. He chose to believe God. Mark 16, verse 17 says, These signs shall follow you when you believe. You shall be able to cast out demons, speak in new tongues, lay hands on the sick, and they shall be healed. Mark chapter 11, verse 23, verse 24 says, Have mountains moved if you believe. To believe God inwardly should always produce the evidence of our faith outwardly. It should always come forth. I know a lot of people that will say it, but I don't always see it. You may feel tonight like you're like someone, you know, Jesus was always pointing out, Little faith, you know. He mentioned great faith. Oh, I've seen great faith. But he also, there was times in Scripture where he says there's little faith. And we've seen where people prayed, Lord, help my unbelief. I want to encourage you to walk in faith, build up that faith. If you have trouble believing the Lord for something, I encourage you to just build up your faith. Build up your faith. Jude tells us to build up our most holy faith. Tells us to pray in the Holy Spirit. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the Word of God. Live a life. If you have a a place of unbelief in your heart, which I've been there before and many times, I just have to build up my faith. Build up my faith and just take God at His Word. In Scripture, we're told... That men and women of God are to be women and, men and women of faith. This is what a man and woman of faith, according to the scripture, does. A man and woman of faith in scripture, they trust God. They walk in faith. They live by faith. They talk faith. They speak faith. 
They pray in faith. They stand in faith. They grow in faith. They release their faith. They share their faith. It's important to exhibit that kind of life. It's important to do that. So I encourage you to do that. Tonight I really believe that the Lord brought me here, and this word's just been in my heart, to just simply believe. You know, you can look at the story of of Paul. He went to Rome. We know by history that he ended up in Rome. He did end up making it to Rome. We don't really know uh, if he really appeared before Caesar. But yet you'll find in Scripture where there'll be different things. Philippians 4.22 speaks, and it makes reference of how Paul refers to the Caesar's household. In other words, those that were in Caesar's palace. In Philippians 1.13, you'll see where uh, Paul refers to the uh, Praetorian Guard, which is a selected soldiers in Rome. There's 10,000 of them. And Paul makes reference to them and, and knows them, and he knows Caesar's household. Paul did eventually get to the destination. We don't know if he ever spoke to Caesar, but I'd say he sure did touch his household. And we know that he did make it to his destination. I want to encourage you tonight. Don't give up. Don't give up. God will get you there. If you're going through something tonight, don't give up. Don't get weary. But just remember who you belong to. And remember, God does have a purpose and plan for your life. And just believe him and take him at his word. And let him use you right where you're at. Amen? Amen. All that makes sense to y'all? Thank you for listening. Stand with me tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Kevin, can I say something? Yeah, Pastor. Uh, Before I come up here, I was praying and seeking the Lord. And what he was telling me through Scripture, and I posted it on Facebook, thinking it was for, I'm in a group of Methodist pastors thinking it was for them, and I think I got two hits. And I thought, well, Lord, who do you want me to tell this to? And so I posted it on Oakton Facebook, and I got a couple of hits. But it's exactly what he preached tonight. And the Lord was telling me, uh, do not quit. Uh, why? Because God is faithful. And then faith is not quitting. Faith is just pressing through. But the scriptures he gave me, and I think it's for somebody, is Romans 1.18 For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. And then in Hebrews 10.23, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. That's what you preach tonight. Just believe God. And faith is just staying in there sometimes. And, and and just pressing through because you know that God is there. And that, and the reason we do it is we know he's faithful. And, and I just wanted to share that. You go ahead with what you were planning. That's good, yeah. Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. i tell you what, if we could, let's just bow our heads. Let's just bow our heads. I want to pray with you tonight. I just want to pray with you tonight. Thank you, Father. Lord, you know... You know, tonight you, you've been in this place, Lord. And I thank you, Father, for this time and opportunity to speak 
and share the word, Lord, because I know you've given it to me for a reason. And Lord, tonight, I, I, it sounds so simple, but yet sometimes, Lord, when we're going through things, really, sometimes we forget. And I ask, Lord, that you just touch every heart. I ask, Lord, tonight, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, I ask you right now just to move in this place and just to touch hearts tonight. Thank you, Lord. 